This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Clint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers Mike Van Deese joining us here Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? What's all they have time for? They don't work out. They don't lift weights. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, I guess, here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandela, our guest here. Jason Walker. Deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show. Broadcasting from the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Here's Jason Walker. Happy Tuesday. The Jason Walker Show live. Live in the Major Mortgage Man Cave, back, feeling good, feeling better anyway, and the voice starting to really come back a little bit more. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about uh, fall sports today. John Burnett will join us coming up, the head coach of the Helena Senators Legion baseball team. State tournament uh, coming up uh, beginning tomorrow in uh, the Magic City, and we'll get uh, Coach Burnett's thoughts on moving from Helena to Billings. And his team's chances coming up today on the Jason Walker Show. And it uh, should be a good show. We got on this day in history. Well, it should be. It's always going to be a good show. Got on this day in history coming up. Also, um, the walk-off presented by Cafe Zydeco, as always. And uh, an update on Mookie Betts. Yes, Mookie Betts. But we start every day like we do, or start today like we do every day, with uh, you can go to JasonWalkerShow.com. Where to listen and watch, you can listen on Podbean, Network One Sports, and also uh, TreasureStateRadio.com. They're having some server issues, so not on Treasure State Radio today, hopefully uh, soon again. Um, you can also uh, watch um, Twitter, Jason Walker Sports, also uh, Facebook, and uh, YouTube, if uh, the YouTube figures itself out here. So there you go. Uh, good stuff. Good, good stuff today. And uh, looking forward to uh, to getting going on a Tuesday. All right, so we start with uh, COVID numbers. 82 new cases in Montana reported today. 11 in Lewis and Clark County. 15 in Bighorn. Those are the top two new daily active totals that were uh, announced. So they're moving the uh, American Legion Baseball Tournament from Helena, Lewis and Clark County, where there's 64 active cases to Yellowstone County, where there's 567 active cases. 503 more active cases in Yellowstone. I don't normally agree too much with Bill Foley down in Butte. at uh, I think it's ButteSports.com, but uh, he had a pretty good article today and uh, talked about why would you move <laughs> the state tournament from uh, where they have very few cases active in Lewis and Clark County in comparison to Yellowstone. Seriously, there's 503 more cases in Yellowstone County, which includes Billings, than there is in Lewis and Clark County. Um, and we're going to see a big explosion, I think, in the next couple of weeks, especially, well, this week or next, because remember a couple of weeks ago, the Big Sky State games that were held in, in Yellowstone County. Now, we're not going to see big numbers, per se, from Billings, 
but across the state because that's where people came from. And then, of course, you got 213 in uh, nearby Bighorn County. Uh, to this date, over 2,766 have recovered. We have 1,484 active cases, 70 in the hospital actively, and 64 total deaths. Uh, new test done, 1,728. Where's the 7,000 tests that we heard about last week that were still in Denver? Have we gotten those back yet? Do we know where our COVID tests are? I got tested twice since July 20th. and So July 20th, August 2nd, I got tested, both negative. But I found out the results from August 2nd, the first before I did from the results on July 20th. Did Was there a screw-up? Did they just not send those tests in? Like there's 7,000 tests that are not back yet. They were supposed to be back Friday, apparently. Where are they? And that's on that's on leadership of the government in Montana, Governor Bullock. You got to you, you figure this out, dude. You got to get with your health departments across the 56 counties, half of which have active cases, approximately, and figure this out, dude. Where are these tests? You can't blame it on Quest in Denver or North Carolina where your other tests are going. This falls directly on leadership in the state of Montana. Where are those 7,000 tests? And why is it taking so long to get test results back? And Clay Travis has been very outspoken, uh, outkicked the coverage, and Fox Radio, Fox Sports Radio, but he's been very outspoken about this coronavirus and COVID-19 meaning nothing. You know, more kids are going to die from the flu, more people are going to die from the flu, more people are going to die from lightning. I got to tell you, dude, um, this is real, man. And we're seeing younger kids, younger and younger kids coming down with this, COVID. We read the article yesterday, or the Facebook message yesterday from uh, Debbie Rucker, who's a mom of a, Brady Feeney, uh, freshman linebacker or freshman lineman at the University of Indiana, who said he got COVID. And the kid's 18, 19 years old, and she said the school at Indiana did everything right, but now her kid's got heart issues. So it's you can say Clay Travis that it's, and I agree with a lot of what Clay Travis has to say. It's not just about the death count though, the death total, okay, and people blaming President Trump for the death total. It's not about the death total, exactly. One death is too many, yes. But at the end of the day, what about the long-term effects? You know, there's the, we brought it up yesterday, and we saw it in the news. There's the Boston Red Sox pitcher who's now out for the year because of myocarditis, a heart issue after having COVID earlier this summer. And now a 19-year-old kid, 19, 20-year-old kid in Indiana playing football. Heart issue after having COVID. We know it affects the lungs. The thing is, we don't know enough about COVID-19 and coronavirus, this specific one, and it's mutated. We don't know enough about it to just send kids out willy-nilly to play sports. And maybe Lewis and Clark County got it right. They canceled the big 86-team softball tournament this summer. They canceled youth sports. They said you can't have the Legion baseball tournament here. 
Maybe the Lewis and Clark County's got something going. And you look at yesterday when we talked with with uh, Commissioner Kent Paulson of the Frontier Conference. Is you might have some counties that allow football this fall and some that maybe don't. So let's just say that Lewis and Clark County says Carroll College can't play football at home this year. Where are they going to play their home games? They're scheduled for four. You're going to play all those on the road now? So you're going to go to Rocky twice? You're going to go to Dillon, Butin, and Haver twice? And have no home games? Same thing. What about Tech? What about I mean, Butte's a hot spot. We don't know enough about this disease and this virus to send our kids, our youth, and forget our 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 teachers, our coaches, our admin. There's people this is going to affect at all ages, and we're seeing younger and younger and younger people getting this. Just got a message from uh, Dan on Facebook. Said the government's basically inefficient. They were caught with their pants down. Um, and glad I'm feeling better. Thanks, Dan. I'm glad I'm feeling a little bit better too. And I'm not trying to be the fear factor, coronavirus fear guy monger. But and I don't have it. But after being tested twice and going through the last two weeks of quarantine, it's hell. And we don't know what I have, what infection I have. I have a, clearly have a virus, but it's not, it's not this dude, this people, this isn't, you know, this is real. Uh, there's some news out of the university of Idaho today, football team, Colorado state. We've got uh, Colorado high school and Minnesota high school associations moving football to the spring. Now, here's my issue with moving football to the spring. If we get to have a season, that's great. I'm all for having sports to talk about. Trust me. But COVID's not going away, folks. It's not. But if you move just football, I was talking to a good friend of mine last night in the state of Montana, who works in athletics. After the show, he called and we talked for a little bit. And he said, you know, if you're going to move football to the spring, what's that saying to other sports? Like Colorado, for instance. Boys golf kicked off yesterday with practice. They're allowing certain sports to happen in the fall. But what's that saying to those sports and those student-athletes? that you're, you're not as important. And I was told from a source yesterday that if the Frontier goes to conference-only basketball and or moves the football season to the spring, a lot of star players are going to get redshirted. Because they don't want to risk 
their stars getting sick and having a quote-unquote lost season. And this goes a lot to what I've been saying for a month, months now. We rely on sports way too much, from the fans to media to players to coaches to everybody. There's a good buddy of mine who lives and breathes for the sport of football, and he said that there's no way he can see justifying a full football season not only in the fall, but also in the spring. And then you're going to attempt to turn around and play again in the fall next year. So you're going to be done with football in June next year and then turn around and come back to fall camp in August? And why is contact sport different than non-contact sport? And I get it, you know, and, and he said, you know, colleges are in the business of making money. And we've, we've said this since March. If there was going to be fall football this year, leave it to the doctors of the SEC and the NFL to try to figure it out because football makes the most money. But there's no way that you can, you can justify playing certain sports in the middle of the pandemic, which is going to get worse this fall in a couple of weeks when everybody comes back to campus. But you're, you're, you're saying that it's okay to have certain sports as long as we save football and keep football safe. I think this world would live and be okay if we shut down sports for an entire year, stop it right now and let's reassess where we're at next summer. And if your only reason to go to college is because of football or sports, that's on you for not being a good high school student. There's a reason it's called student athlete. But you're talking about screwing over certain sports just to save football. And I go back to what I mentioned a couple of moments ago. If they move football to the spring in the Frontier Conference, I've been told that certain coaches are going to hold out star players. So what are you saying to your third stringers? Well, you're not as important. Your position on the team doesn't matter as much. Take out the health aspect. We're just going to throw you out there willy-nilly. Hope you don't get sick. Take that out. But you're saying to half your roster, these kids we think more highly of and we think better of, so we're going to redshirt them so that they can have the full football experience in college or basketball, whatever the sport, but we're focused on football because that's what everybody focuses on. And you're going to throw out, you know, kids that aren't going to see the football field or the playing court as much as your quote-unquote stars. And that's really, really interesting and bad. We think about that. 
If you're on a if you're on a college football team in the frontier this summer or the, right now, and they move this they move it to the spring, which is a possibility still. And then you're told, well, you're going to play because you only played three snaps in your entire career, but we're going to go ahead and redshirt our stars, no matter what position it is. Can you imagine if that happens? You get pissed off parents all the time in high school and college because their kid's not playing enough. But now you're going to have them upset because their kid's playing too much in a time of a pandemic. I, 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 and again, it's not about fear-mongering. But we need to reassess where we, where we are as a society in this country. Just so we can have sports. That's all this is about. Just to save sports. You've got Pac-12 players in all sorts of sports saying they're going to opt out, and they have every right to. And there's a story of Colorado State we're going to tell you about later on in the show. You'd be sh- you'll be shocked at what people are saying at Colorado State about COVID. The uh, NCAA Board of Governors met today and has decided to wait until tomorrow maybe Thursday, to announce any decision on what they're going to do with the postseason, which is going to affect a lot of what what other teams remaining in the FCS conferences that haven't canceled yet are going to do. Do you want your kids to go out in high school or college to just play four or five games this fall, and that's it? There's no, there's no postseason. If you're, if you're on the catch of the Grizz for FCS... What if there's no postseason till the spring? What if there's no postseason at all? Do you still want to play? There's a lot of players opting out because of that and the health issue. But that's where we are as a society. We're too reliant on sports at every level, from the fans to the media to the players to the coaches to administration, everybody. I'm going to tell you what's going on in Colorado State later on. Some news out of the University of Idaho from their football team today. We'll talk about that. But when we return here on the Jason Walker Show, some positive. And I agree, Dan, on Facebook, it's only going to get worse. COVID only is going to get worse. Frontier Conference Commissioner Kent Paulson alluded to that yesterday as well. When kids come back to campus... Not just the athletes, but the student population, it's going to explode. It doesn't matter if you start school two weeks early on August 17th so that you can be done before Thanksgiving. You know what? The flu season starts in September and October. So you're going to have the flu season on top of COVID, on top of God knows what else is going on, because they're... Contrary to popular belief, are other illnesses and other diseases right now than just COVID. But anyway, we are going to talk some positive. Baseball, American Legion State Tournament happens this week at Billings in the Magic City. We will talk to Helena coach John Burnett when we return here on the Jason Walker Show. Stay with us. 
Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. Mark has been shooting beautiful photos all across the Treasure State from rodeos to portraits and would love to work with you. Visit MarkLaRoePhotography.com to see many masterpieces of his work. Then give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot. Or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces, stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. MarkLaRoePhotography.com Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. I'm done with this. Thinking about trying something new? The Montana Air National Guard has so many exciting career fields to choose from, many that can open up opportunities in your civilian life. The best part? You'll be getting paid to learn a new trade skill right here at home. What are you waiting for? Let's get you in school and get you paid. Contact Lee Fecto at 406 888-8962. Dinners Done Right is open and ready for you to stop in and stock up for the summer. How does a Big Sky Flank Steak sound or a Sage Roasted Pork Loin? June's menu also includes a Parmesan Tilapia and a variety of fantastic chicken cuisines and more. And if that's not enough, Dinners Done Right's Grab and Go Soup Salad and Nacho Bar is back as well, with one exception. The delightful staff now will make it for you. And don't forget, deliveries to Bozeman and Great Falls on select days. Stop in at 1212 Cedar Street in Helena or visit dinnersdoneright.com. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $289. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. 
Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Welcome back on a Tuesday inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave, the Jason Walker Show. Rolling along on this day in history coming up. The walk-off just around the corner as well. And uh, we'll tell you what's going on in the University of Idaho football and Colorado State Athletics. Coming up. Uh, by the way, did you see the Clorox came out today and said they uh, expect a shortage of Clorox wipes for the rest of the year. Yeah. It's nuts. We thought, you know, the toilet paper scare of March, whatnot. But anyway. All right. Uh, Jason Walker Show. We're all along. You got the State Legion Baseball Tournament starting this weekend. Actually, tomorrow. Runs through the weekend. Uh, the A will be played at Lewistown starting uh, Thursday, I believe. And then the Double uh, A starts Wednesday uh, in the Magic City. Bozeman, the number one seed. Helena, the two. Kalispell Lakers, the three. Billings Scarlet's the four. The Billings Royals, the five seed. Missoula Mavs, six. And then Great Falls Chargers, the seven seed. Remember, nobody from Canada was able to play uh, this year because you can't get across the border until at least August 21st, and I'm sure that'll be extended. Um, probably. So, Legion Tournament uh, this week should be fun. And, uh, you know, I, you know me, I've, uh, I've been... Um, I'm happy they were able to play. I'm trying to phrase this the right way. I'm not going to eat crow. They got their whole season in. Barring anything this week. But uh, not going to eat any crow because I'm glad they got to play. I'm glad we got to talk Legion baseball this year. I was very opinionated back in April and May that they shouldn't be playing. And they've done everything right. Things have gone smoothly, and that's great. And, uh, you know, John Burnett wouldn't come on back in April. We've had him on since. Uh, the head coach of the Helena Senators, he's a good friend of the show. He's a good guy. And I consider him a friend outside of the radio show. Not even, It's not even on radio anymore, but the Jason Walker show. And he joins us now to talk about moving the tournament from Helena to Billings and also his team's chances coming up at this week's state tournament. John Burnett joins us now on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. All right, Coach, so you wrap up the season uh, pretty successful with a, a split with Bozeman in the conference final and then uh, – uh, a big win last night uh, at Kendrick over uh, uh, the Missoula Mavericks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think we're doing what we want to do. We we want to be playing good baseball here. In, you know, the last few weeks of July, and and you know, splitting with Bozeman. You know, they're a, they're a phenomenal team. So, um, I, I think it. Not not only did we split with Bozeman, but they threw their two aces at us for those games, and we we hit both of them. You know, better than I think most teams have been hitting them this year. So I, I think the confidence is riding pretty high coming into the state tournament. You've had some success against Bozeman this year. Why is that? Uh, you know, I, I think probably our, our our biggest thing is our our lineup one through nine is is a good lineup. There, there's no weaknesses in our lineup. You know, even the guys that maybe don't have the average that they want, they're uh, they they're competitive at bats and, and they have the ability, you know, to. Uh, you know, even if it's a guy throwing mid eighties, upper eighties, you know they can uh, they can get the barrel to the ball, and, and there's no free outs in our lineup, and I think that's a huge part. You know, it's almost amazing <laughs> with that because it, it, it when I played, and I always heard this too, is 
sometimes it's easier to hit faster pitching than slower pitching. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, those guys that that they have that better velocity on the fastball. You know, if, if they have the sharp off speed, you know that that then they're really tough to hit. But right. you, you know, when when you know what pitch is coming, and you know he's you you know the guy throws fastball seventy five eighty percent of the time, and you can sit on that one pitch. It, it, it does make you know it, it does make hitting a little bit easier for sure. It's not the easiest thing in the world to do. I've, I mean, the, the old cliche is hitting a baseball is the hardest thing. You get a round ball and a round bat. But um, you guys have done it pretty successful this year. A great record. Um, now I see why you guys really wanted to play this season. It had nothing to do with just getting kids on the field. You knew you had a good team, right? <laughs> well, we, yeah, yeah, we, we, we do that. We had a solid club, but, but uh, you know, you know, I, I think it's been huge. I mean, we've, I've talked to the players, you know throughout the season that, that, you know, they're, they're getting to do things that, that kids around the country aren't getting to do right now. Right. Um, so, so not to take it for granted, you, you know, when you're out there on the field, you, you know, make sure, make sure you're giving it your all and, and, you know, that team dynamic, you, you know, you're there for your teammates, you're picking them up, being good teammates, being good citizens. Um, all, all those things are, you know, it, 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 it's a little bit magnified this season, um, and I think the kids appreciate their opportunity to get out there, for sure. John Burnett joining us on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. Helen, a Senators coach. Uh, the tough news Friday that the tournament that originally was scheduled for State here in Helena is shifting over to Billings. Couldn't get the approval from Lewis and Clark County Health Department. Um, that's a tough blow for uh, for you. I know you guys had put in a lot of work this this spring and this summer to be able to play baseball um, how frustrating was it to now not have the state tournament in your backyard? Well, it it it, it, it was frustrating. You know, it it was very uh, it, it was it was a tough pill to swallow. You know, um, it, it, it's just one of those things where where I I, I wish it I wish it would have been handled a little bit differently. You know, that's something that's been out there in in the news and in the media for months and and. Uh, something that that i wish we could have worked a little more closely with the the county rather than just getting a a a denial letter and at the last minute with really no time to 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 make any alterations to our plans Mm -hmm. uh you know i I don't want to dwell on that you know it's it's something i i I told the kids you know i i think there's there's six other teams in this state that are very happy that they're not coming to helena for, for the state tournament not because they don't like playing in helena but they know that we're we're really tough at home, so I, I think they're they're excited that the venue's been changed for sure. Yeah, there's no question about that. Um, of course, Billings gets uh, to stay at home, but that's all right. Hey, uh, John Burnett joining us on the Jason Walker Show, the Helena Senators coach. All right, so the tournament shifts to Billings. Now your mind focus changes because now you have to hurry up and get hotel rooms. You got all that stuff. I know you don't want to dwell on it, but I, I mean, you know, I had to ask that question. But now it's a different mindset because now you're playing on the road and now it's different because you're heading to the hotspot of COVID. And I know you guys have been safe on the road all year long. You guys have done a great job uh, across all of American Legion baseball in the state of Montana. Um, but it changes the mindset a little bit, right? Well, yeah, yeah, I I think it does. You know, in what in one aspect though, you know, I think it it, it allows our players to focus solely on the tournament and and, and on on baseball. Um, you know, we we aren't going to be doing any 
like we talked about earlier in the year, you know, we're going to be at the baseball field or at the hotel. There's going to be no, mm-hmm. no going out to restaurants, no going to a mall, no letting the kids, you, you know, on their free time walk, walk around, you know, the city. So they're, they're going to be focused on baseball and baseball only. We've, we've had that conversation. Um, you know, it's, it's, I, I mean, it, it, it does change. We aren't going to be sleeping in our own beds, but it, it is what it is. We're going to play, play with the hand uh, that we were dealt and, and we'll go out there and compete our tails off. You know, I, I told the players when it first came down and we gave them the news and, and, you know, I, I, I was a little mad at the time and, uh, you know, I, I just wanted them to stay focused and not, you know, not dwell on that. But I, I, I told them I didn't, it didn't matter to me if we were playing this, uh, if we were playing this tournament in, at the local diner parking lot in two dot Montana, we were going to go out there and kick or, or compete and, uh, go out there and, you know, try to win a state championship. And there's nothing wrong with two dot. You know, at least you're not playing in Lloyd, Montana. So there's always that too. Uh, John, no. <laughs> John Nias here, Jason Walker show. All right. So you guys are going to open up on Wednesday, um, at 4 p.m. against uh, the Great Falls Chargers, a team that you had a lot of success against this year. Uh, of course, everybody did um, for the most part because they're the seventh seed. But this is still a, it's a new season now. Anything can happen at the state tournament, and we've seen this, Coach, over the last few years. Yeah, yeah, you know, we we had a great regular season, and, and you know, that's another thing. I, you know, we talked to players out, you know, records are out, out now, really. All that does is tell you who your first-round opponent is, and it doesn't matter if you're the two-seed or the seven-seed. Everybody's got the, uh, got the same shot coming in. Um, and, and Great Falls, you know, they're, they're a team we don't take lightly. You know, they've beaten us twice this year. Uh, I think uh, Tony Forster up there in Great Falls, he, he does a great job with, uh, with with the amount of kids that he had out and. Mm-hmm. You know they they play baseball the right way, and he's he's got a couple super seniors on that team, and you know guys that have been playing Legion baseball for four or five years. So, but they're definitely not somebody that we're we're taking lightly. Um, you know we're going to go out and give them our best shot, and and uh, yeah, things things go our way. You know they'll progress, but yeah, Great Falls is a good squad for sure. I know they only had 15 wins on the year, and I think 31 losses. But again, two of those were against you. But like I said, this is. This is a new season. It's a dangerous time because if if anything goes wrong for these upper seeds, these lower seeds can take advantage of it. Like I said, we saw you know a, a few years ago, and, and it's the game of baseball, coach, that you know as well as I do. Anything can happen on any given pitch. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I I agree wholeheartedly with, with you. I mean, it, it it happens every year that, that you know one of the hot seeds goes down. You know, uh, two years ago. Great Falls beat Bozeman when Bozeman up in Kalispell when Bozeman was one seed and uh, Great Falls was the eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year we were the three seed or we were the six seed and knocked off the three seed in Billings with Kalispell. You know, so it, it's it, it's not it, it's something to be expected that one of those top you know three seeds is probably going to take a loss. Uh, maybe not. You know, we we have a buy this year with Bozeman, so I guess they don't have that opportunity, but. Uh, yeah, it, it's definitely not out of the norm for one of those top seeds to, uh, you know, every team has an ace, and you see that ace, and uh, there's a good chance that they're going to beat you. John Burnett joining us here on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. Uh, pitching rotation-wise, you know, you and I have talked over the, the past couple of years how important it is. How do you have it set up? Do you have it set up the way you want in the state tournament? Yeah, we're, 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 we're set. You, you know, we have. We have our top four games all, uh, all, uh, penciled out. We have, uh, we, we have the whole pitching, the pitching chart, pitching rules ready to go. And, and, you know, if we can, uh, 
if we can get ahead in one of those games, if we can save some pitches for somebody and have a pretty comfortable lead, we'll we'll use the pitching uh, the rules for uh, amount of pitches thrown. But uh, we have everything all laid out. Got a chart with everybody ready to go. So I, I think we're prepared. And of course, it's that time of the year too where it's all hands on deck. Oh yeah, yeah. No, we we've. Uh, we, we've been lucky this year, well, lucky, but we, we have that depth, you know, pitching-wise where, you know, there's nine, ten guys that we can throw out there. And, and you know, I, I mean, just throwing a few names. I, I mean, you, you, you look at Gavin Tennis on our roster, you know, we brought Gavin up from the reps, and he's 4-0 for the Senators and has a .5 ERA. And wow. I mean, he's throwing the ball well for us, and, and he's a guy we know that's not in our normal, you know, four-man rotation, but. We have to give him a ball in an, in an emergency situation. We're very confident in what he's going to go out there and do for us. Playing in Billings, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, it's going to be hot. Um, not that that's a factor, but the sun can be a factor at times at uh, at Daler Park down there in Billings at 4 p.m. Um, it's been a, you know, you're used to playing early in the afternoon or late at night there in Billings. How's that 4 p.m. looking? Uh, I'm actually, we, we were originally scheduled for. 7 p.m., but then they, you know, when the two Billings teams were there, they swapped it, so they have the 7 p.m. game. Um, yeah, we've we played games in Billings, you know, doubleheaders starting at, at 5 o'clock this year, and, and I'll tell you, I'd rather be playing at 4 than I would at 7, because when the sun comes over that rim, you know, your first baseman can't see the baseball, yeah. so I'm, I'm pretty happy with that 4 o'clock start time. It, it will be a little hotter, but, you know, we'll just make sure the kids are, are pumping their, their fluids, getting lots of water, and, uh, you know, one, one game a day. Um, kids should be just fine. Yeah, definitely. Um, you, you mentioned the reps real quick. Let's start on them. They just missed the state tournament by one game. How proud of the uh, the reps are you this year? Yeah, yeah. Re- resilience, I guess we could use that term for that district tournament run they had. Uh, yeah. You know, they dropped their first game, you know, heartbreaker in extra innings, and uh, then they were down three to nothing to Bozeman in, in the seventh inning, uh, came back and, and won that game, and went on quite the run to put them in, in a spot to have a chance to uh, qualify for state. Uh, just just great effort out of those guys. And, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, I know it sucks when, you, when your season comes to an end, but, yeah, we're, uh, you know, the, the parents, the coaching staff, everyone is very proud of the run they put together. Uh, speaking of runs, uh, were you surprised that, you know, that you guys were able to finish the season because we've seen the numbers spike. I don't want to hammer on COVID, but um, it's the big news. It's the topic of the day all the, every day. But are you surprised you were able to finish the season because it looks like we're going to have a, a delayed football season or not football season at all. So were you surprised? Yeah, you know, I I don't know if surprise would be the word. You know, I, I, was, I was very hopeful when we got started you know, that, that we would be able to have some sort of season. We, we didn't know what kind of ending there would be to it. Um, and that, that, that is one of the things we talked with the guys about is, you know, take, take every game and, and, and you know, you, you seniors, you have a chance to play here. So, so, so don't, don't look forward to next or the next game. Cause you, you don't know if that'll be there. So uh, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't say surprise, but you know, I, I think a lot of, a lot of our success, you know, when you're looking at COVID is, is I think we have, we've had some good safeguards in place and, and we've been doing things the right way. I mean, we, when we go on the road, we don't, don't stop at a grocery stores on the way out of town and that's 
type of thing. And anything we can do to limit the the players' exposure, we're we're trying to do that. Well, you know, I was a, I was a, against it at the beginning, but I'm I'm super happy you guys were able to get the season in. I'm happy you get to go to a state tournament, and uh, I, I wish you all the success. And and you know, um, I'm not. I'm not eating crow here, coach, but I guess I am a little bit, but I'm very happy for you guys. And it's, it's awesome. It gives us something to talk about all summer long. And it, it's, it's been great for the kids. It's, I know the parents, you know, you guys would have played without fans in the stands if you, if it meant that. But, um, I, I'm very, uh, supportive of you guys. And I, I think what you guys have done, uh, done the, the place guards you put in place, everything, the safeguards and everything, it's been, uh, it's been awesome to see. And I, I hope more, more people take uh, notice of what you guys did as a unit, as a team, and as an organization in the state of Montana to, to give us a little bit of a summer um, has, has been has been fun to watch, and I appreciate that. So thank you for that. Yeah, thanks, Jason. It, it was definitely an interesting summer. You know, uh, more off the field work work <laughs> this year than I've than I've ever had in my 17 years of coaching. But uh, it it. it it's all worth it. You, you know, what we had last night with that senior night and, and uh, getting to recognize our, our seniors, like we, we had nine of them out there that we recognized just, uh, you, you know, seeing the, the, not just the seniors, but their families, uh, and kind of a fitting close to some of them, a five-year Legion career. It, it, it was just an awesome experience. Well, like I said, I'm super happy for you guys. I wish you success at state. Uh, good luck. And, and uh, we'll talk, uh, we'll talk on next week after you win a state tournament. How's that? All right. Well, thanks, Jason. I appreciate I appreciate your time and everything you've done. So thank you. That is uh, Helena Senators coach John Burnett joining us here on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. And uh, the Sens will play in uh, Billings tomorrow against Great Falls' first uh, game. Uh, other matchups tomorrow at the first round of the state AA Legion baseball tournament. You have Bozeman taking the bye. And then uh, the six-seed Missoula faces three-seed Kalispell. And then that's followed by... Uh, Great Falls and Helena at four, and then at five or at seven o'clock, you'll have the Billings Royals and the Billings Scarlets matching up in uh, the first round down there in uh, the Magic City. So, uh, good luck to all teams. As a former Bozeman Buck, I got to be rooting for the defending state champs because I am a Bozeman Buck, born and bred. Isn't that what is that the Bruin Capital Bruins thing? Bruin born, Bruin bred. Yeah. Uh, the Class A state tournament will be at Lewistown, and that starts on Thursday. You have Bitterut against Belgrade, Haver against Billings, Gallatin Valley takes on Glacier, Mile City takes on the host Lewistown Redbirds. And uh, Gallatin Valley Outlaws, I'd probably uh, pick um, as my team in that one, uh, just because their coach, Dwayne Scott's a great dude. He was my coach when I played in Legion. So there you go. Um, so the FCS, uh, no announcement today. They say they're going to maybe make an announcement tomorrow. And uh, if there's going to be a postseason in the FCS, will that affect the Big Sky Conference decision to play football this fall? We'll know tomorrow, hopefully, maybe by Thursday. Who knows? I mean, the Bobcats are supposed to start fall camp in Montana State on, on uh, Friday. We don't know if there's going to be a season or when it's going to be. Uh, did see this today. The University of Providence is going to start online courses only this fall. And uh, just talked to a source up there who said uh, final decision will be Thursday, but it looks like fall sports will be done 
and not going on at Providence this fall, how does that affect the rest of the Frontier Conference? See where this, it's, it's all a trickle-down effect. Yeah, there's not football at Providence. There's other sports that everybody else in the Frontier plays, like volleyball, like cross-country, the golf. It's not just football, folks, but football's a big money grab from university and college presidents. We'll talk about a couple of big news stories that came out today. At least I think they're big, and they could be getting bigger. We'll talk about it when we return here. This last segment brought to you by our friends at Rutgers Furniture. Make the quality choice for your home. Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn in Helena. Right back on the Jason Walker Show. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. Mark has been shooting beautiful photos all across the Treasure State, from rodeos to portraits, and would love to work with you. Visit MarkLaRoePhotography.com to see many masterpieces of his work, then give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot. Or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces, stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. Mark LaRoe, photography.com. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. (laughs) 
There we go. Welcome back. Jason Walker Show, final segment, brought to you by Mark LaRoe Photography. Make sure you check him out, MarkLaRoePhotography.com, and uh, he'll get you set up. If you want a senior portrait package done or a family portrait package done or just any portrait package done, get a hold of Mark, and he will take care of you. In fact, if you mention the Jason Walker Show, he'll give you a free 8x10 canvas or matte print and uh, something like this, which was taken at the NSNRA 4th of July Rodeo. That's actually from July 3rd, uh, so about a month ago. You can actually buy that print from Mark and get 20% off by mentioning the Jason Walker Show. Go to MarkLaRoePhotography.com. All right, uh, just talk to... Uh, John Burnett, good luck to all the baseball teams playing across the state in Lewistown and Billings in the A and the AA Legion State Tournaments this weekend. And uh, tomorrow on the show, we're going to talk to NAI President uh, Jim Carr. And Thursday, Carroll College soccer coach Dave Thorvalson will join us. Of course, remember the Carroll and Providence and Rocky soccer teams affected uh, by the Cascade decision last month to move fall sports to the spring. And or at least start now early, no earlier than November the first, but um, that affects Carroll, Providence, Rocky men's and women's soccer, and we'll talk to Coach Thorvalson about that. But like I said, we just need to cancel sports for the entire year, reset, focus on what's important, and then come back next year. It looks like Providence may not have fall sports entirely at all this year, or. And will that affect basketball? I mean, this is a this is going to continue, folks. This isn't going to be done in two weeks when, oh, hey, here's football. It's not going to be done like that, folks. It's not going to be done. Uh, speaking of, of which, the University of Idaho came out today with a couple of statements from Coach Paul Petrino and then their athletic director because uh, Brett McMurphy, a uh, great reporter for uh, – Stadium Network came out uh, with a report today that said nearly three-fourths of Idaho's football team does not want to play this fall because of COVID health concerns. A player said, quote, this will get drastically worse as the season progresses. We've been neglected by NCAA in terms of wealth over health, end quote. Mason Petrino, the son of Paul, quoted or uh, tweeted out it's false, but there's a lot of reports backing this up. Uh, Paul Petrino and the athletic director uh, at uh, Idaho came out with statements and said they support their players. They had a couple of uh, team meetings uh, last night and today, and they support their players, whatever decisions they make. We know the Pac-12 is looking to, uh, a bunch of players are looking to opt out and uh, of all sports, but especially football. And, you know, you have to ask if, 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 and I, I, we've said this earlier in the show. It's a money grab. They don't want to lose their money across the country, universities and colleges, because football is such a big money maker. But there's this report now out of uh, from the Coloradan.com newspaper. Colorado State football players and university athletic department staff say coaches have told players not to report COVID-19 symptoms. They have threatened players with reduced playing time if they quarantine and claim Colorado State is altering contact tracing reports to keep players practicing. Football players said they would like to play, reading from the article, quoting from the article, 
but don't believe there should be a season given the spike in positive cases on the team in the past two weeks and the threat of more. Ready for this? The threat of more once Colorado State's full student body comes back to campus later this month. What have we been talking about right here on the Jason Walker Show? A current football player told the uh, Coloradan, quote, I believe there is a cover-up going on at CSU. But they could only cover it up for so long, and now that we have so many cases across athletics, they can't cover it up anymore. It's not about the health and safety of the players, but just about trying to make money off the players, end quote. There are not just football players, but volleyball players as well. That a player te- Four volleyball girls were having lunch, and one of them tested positive. The other three were not put into quarantine or safety you know, the uh, isolation, even though they were around somebody who tested positive. There is a quote, and i got to get down to this. Uh, This is a quote from a football player. Quote, from Colorado State. Quote, we had a player who definitely had coronavirus symptoms, coughing at practice, and he was not wearing a mask, and I was next to him, touching him, and there was spit and sweat. I told him he needed to get tested, but he really didn't want to because then he would be out. The next day, he is not at practice. If he tested positive, he'd already spread the virus. That's why a lot of players don't feel safe at football practice, end quote. A couple of coaches not wearing their masks. They're in their 60s. It's dangerous to not only them, but players. And you can have your say on if masks work or if they don't. But... Of course, Colorado State denying all of this. But this is a big story that's that's blowing up across social media right now. And this is something you need to keep an eye on because it's, it's going to happen not just to Colorado State. We saw Idaho players saying that they don't feel safe. Pac-12 players saying they don't feel safe. And the players are voicing their concerns. Players have always had a voice. They've been held down. Uh, Other players across the the nation, uh, similar concerns about COVID-19 surfaced at Virginia Tech. We know about Washington State, the Pac-12, and through college football, and it's part of a, a hashtag, We Are United movement, that has spurred discussions around racial and economic injustices in college football, but also the safety of the players that are making the money for the colleges and the universities. And it's going to happen more. We're going to see more of this, folks, including at the high school level as well. What if high school players come down with COVID? You know, we ask this question, you know, 11-man football is bad enough. It's hard enough to get the numbers. We're losing numbers across the state in Montana for the last few years for football numbers. What happens if someone gets sick on an eight-man team? What happens if a six-man team, if three of them get it? They have to cancel the season, more than likely. That's why we need to just stop all sports right now, take care of our youth, because we don't know. Yeah, the death rate is low amongst the youth. But you know where the big numbers are coming from right now? 20 to 29. Those age groups. And you can't tell me that you're going to have 150 football players 
or a couple hundred student athletes at some of these frontier schools not hanging out in their dorm rooms because they were told to. You can only go to your dorms. You can only go to your house or practice. How are you going to keep 300 student athletes? There's not much to do in a lot of these frontier schools, towns, Haver, Butte, Helena, Dillon. They're going to be at the bars, folks. That's what college kids do. They go to bars or house parties because it's going to happen. Nobody wants to admit this. Nobody wants to admit it. I just talked to a, a, a kid, a great football player. I'm not going to name his name. But I just talked to him uh, privately. He's hoping to get a football season. He's excited to play. But are they concerned about the risks? That's what you have to ask yourself. Are you con- And that's what we're seeing across these college campuses. I'm going to show you a picture. This is... Um, See, uh, probably won't show you the picture. It's going to get it downsized here. I'll try this. Um, Georgia School District, Georgia Schools uh, started classes recently. Look at this. Look at that picture. That is from Paulding County, Georgia, today, the first day of school. Look at that. Where's the social distancing? I see a couple of masks. Where's the social distancing? It's not there, folks. It's just not there. And how are you going to keep these kids? How are you going to have, how are you as a, as a, as a, as a school going to tell a bunch of kindergartners and first graders and second graders they have to keep their mask on for eight hours a day? How is that going to happen? I just, I don't. How, how are you going to how are you going to make that happen? It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts, and it's only going to get worse, folks. And this isn't fear mongering. This isn't any of that crap. This is factual, actual stuff. Okay, it's going to get worse. Tomorrow we will find out, hopefully, if there will be an FCS playoff system, and how does that affect? The Big Sky and Missouri Valley, some of these other conferences, the Ohio Valley, some of these other FCS conferences that haven't decided yet if they're going to move football to the spring or cancel it altogether, like we've seen some other FCS conferences do already. We don't know if there's going to be a football season. We don't know if there's going to be a track season, cross-country rather. What about golf? What about tennis? You know, the Big Ten was going to make an announcement today, but there's a big blow-up. Uh, at Rutgers. A big, massive outbreak at Rutgers football. 28 football players plus multiple team staffers are infected right now. That's a Big Ten school. We've seen outbreaks across Major League Baseball. And now we're seeing outbreaks across college campuses even more. Something to keep an eye on, my, my friends. I, I, I just I don't know how we can have sports safely in any state, in any capacity this fall. California postponed high school football till January. I got a lot of messages here on, uh, I'm trying to read. 
Um, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of messages. Money is the bottom line. Scared of kids getting it at school and spreading. Um, California, Minnesota have, um, and Colorado, you know, moving football to the spring, other sports. A lot of partying going on. And this isn't the end, folks. It's not. I will say it's the end of the Jason Walker show coming up. And uh, it is uh, August the 4th. 2020. It is National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day. I miss, I miss Gail's cookies at uh, at coaches shows that we used to do. Gail, uh, we used to bring co- uh, cookies, fresh baked chocolate chip cookies. In 1909, Major League umpire Tim Hurst instigated a riot by spitting in the face of uh, a second baseman Eddie Collins, who had questioned the call. Two weeks later, the umpire was banned for life. Kind of like, um, what was his name? Uh, Roberto Alomar. 1936, Jesse Owens won his second gold medal at the Berlin Olympics. 1945, Byron Nelson won the Canadian Open. A record 11th consecutive PGA Tour victory. He won that record, uh, record season tally of 18 that year in 1945. 1982 on this date, Joel Youngblood becomes just the only Major League Baseball player to get hits for two different teams in two different cities on the same day. He had a single for the Mets in Chicago in a day game, got traded, and then singled for the Expos in Philadelphia later that night. 1984, Carl Lewis won the 100 in 9.9 seconds, first of nine Olympic golds for Lewis over three games. Uh, 2007, we got a couple of steroid-related questions here. Uh, 2007, not questions, statements. Barry Bonds off Clay Hensley uh, breaks uh, Hank Aaron's baseball record with 756. Still, Hank Aaron is, to me, the uh, all-time home run leader with 755. 2007, as well, A-Rod, who was 32, Alex Rodriguez, became the youngest player to hit 500 home runs. And then three years later on this date, he hit his 600th home run. How many of those were roided up, A-Rod? Happy birthday today. Maurice the Rocket Richard, born on this date in 1921 in Montreal, Quebec. Roger Clemens, speaking of steroids, born on this date in 1962. Jeff Gordon, great, great NASCAR driver, born on this date in 1971. I've been to one NASCAR race. My favorite driver won it. It was Jeff Gordon. Uh, Also born on this date, Louis Vuitton in 1821 and Louis Armstrong in 1901. Uh, A couple of uh, other ones. Hans Christian Andersen passed away on this date in 1875. He wrote The Snow Queen, which uh, inspired Frozen. Uh, 1873, uh, during the Indian Wars, uh, George Armstrong Custer got in a clash for the first time with the Sioux near the Tongue River in Montana. Uh, one man was killed on each side. And then on this date, 1956, Elvis Presley released Hound Dog. Watched a couple of movies uh, during quarantine with uh, his, his granddaughter, Riley Keough. She looks a lot like Elvis. Uh, okay, let's get to... What are we getting to? This. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. All right. Walk-off presented by Cafe Zydeco. Make sure you stop by 625 Euclid in Helena. Also in Bozeman and Billings. So if you're heading out to Billings, check out the State AA Legion Tournament. You can stop at Cafe Zydeco. Get the uh, breakfast beignets and then shrimp etouffee. Hmm. 
special thanks to John Burnett joining us today. Tomorrow we'll talk to Jim Carr of the uh, NAI. He's the president and CEO. We'll talk to him tomorrow. Dave Thorvalson joins us Friday from Carroll Women's Soccer. Good luck to all the teams involved at the American Legion Baseball Tournaments in the A and the AA this week. The AA starts tomorrow in Billings. The A starts on Thursday up at Lewistown. Jim Carr tomorrow. We'll see you back at 4. If you've missed anything, go to jasonwalkershow.com. Hope you have a great Tuesday. We'll see you back here tomorrow on a wacky Wednesday. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.